Um, and now he's going and crying to the media. And I'm a media guy saying this. I should love it, right, that he's going and giving these great quotes to the media. Like, no, I don't like it. I think this guy it just comes across as a weakling and he, you know, a very weak man and um, just a crybaby. The school's better off uh, with him not even being on the board. First of all, you mentioned him uh, being one of the, the, the focal points of bringing Drake in the fold. So that right there to a lot of Hall of Fame fans is enough uh, grounds for him to be well on his way. And the fact that he wants to uh, sell the school out by, by going out and speaking to the media, then this, the program, the school, um, other trustees, they're just flatly better off with him going. All right, now let's talk some football. Uh, Buckeyes and Beavers tomorrow, high noon at the Horseshoe. It feels good to say that. Um, I mean, I think if those who are hoping that once football arrived that the, all the off-the-field stuff would be you know, completely behind us, I think they were kidding themselves. That's just going to keep being out there. The question is to what degree, but let's talk football for the rest of the show. Um, you know, just what are you most excited to see? Is it Dwayne Haskins tomorrow, just him getting his first start? And if you know, talk about that a little bit, if that's one of them, and maybe something else you're really, really, really jacked up to see tomorrow, Jay Book. The, the thing that I'm really excited to see is how Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson call a game without Urban Meyer being there. I think this is a, a beautiful opportunity for these guys to really put their stamp on the offense. A lot of people – uh, believe that Urban is very conservative uh, at times when it comes to his play calling. Can these guys really put on display what this team can really do? I feel like there's, for numerous years, there's been a significant amount of offensive talent that was never really fully used. And if these guys can really get this offense clicking as far as uh, getting the touches to the playmakers and having a creative and dynamic uh, play calling scheme, I think it could show Urban Meyer to allow these guys a little bit more rain going forward in the season. When it comes to uh, player personnel, I just want to see how this offensive line does. It's a massive offensive line. You got three, six, seven guys on there. Um, how's Michael Jordan going to look at center? We all know what he can do at guard. Uh, and just the newer bodies on there, can they, are they meshed? I know we had in a boarding house one of the, the major emphasis from this camp was just getting nastier in the trenches uh, with Kevin Wilson being more heavily involved with the offensive line. Can this offensive line just dominate up front? If they can, I think he could be looking at two 1,000-yard backs with Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins. So just overall, how is Day and Wilson uh, calling the game and, and will the offensive line just come out nasty and just move some people around in the trenches? Yeah, I'm worried about that, though. I, I just am concerned. I, I don't remember being this concerned about an offensive line during the Urban Meyer era. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it. I mean, it'd be, I, I'd feel better about it if Ed Warner never wanted to be an offensive coordinator and just would have stayed in his lane and, and been happy being a, a offensive line coach. Now he's, of course, up north. Um, I, I just don't I, – I like Greg draw. I like interviewing him. I just don't know if he's a good offensive line coach. Now, it is good that Kevin Wilson's there. I – I've pointed this out a lot, so I don't want to like, contradict myself here, that Kevin Wilson's been working a lot with the offensive line. Um, so maybe that will be a huge factor. Um, but now without Urban Meyer, Ryan Day has to do a lot of the head coach stuff along with Greg Shianis. Now you know Kevin Wilson has to do more of the offensive coordinator stuff, so how much can he really help with the offensive line? I still think he can't help. But I, 
Jay, look, my point is, man, I am I am concerned like big time about this. I thought linebacker was going to be my biggest concern. I said that all off season. Now, without question, it's offensive line. I'm just I'm just concerned about this group. Yeah, and the guy, if I was to be worried about the offensive line, one particular player, I would be a little. I'm a little uh, nervous about their Mumford being able to handle the speed pass rush. I know there were some uh, few camp clips. Uh, clippings and chase young just absolutely had this guy on skates and from all indications the offensive left tackle spot is truly not completely settled so Thayer's going to get the first crack at the start but it, it they're really not a hundred percent so uh that he's going to be the guy throughout the season so that's something to keep an eye on i think these guys can have they have the potential to be good as you mentioned stud uh, being able to coach him up, that's the major question mark there. To me, with this offensive line being this massive, I would be highly disappointed if these guys don't bring a level of nastiness to the table with that size. I mean, you you, you got an offensive line that's NFL caliber size. If these guys can't move bodies around, every one of them are high four-star, highly ranked recruiting guys. If they're not performing to a high level, to me, that falls back on coaching. And then I was you know, listening to the coaches' show yesterday. It was the Ryan Day and Greg Schiano coaches' show, uh, taking the spot of Urban Meyer, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, really, they, you know, those guys are really, even though they're not, they're not saying this. It's really like one A and one A. <laughs> they're both like really fifty-fifty head coach right now is Ryan Day and Greg Schiano. But um, it was encouraging. A lot of things were encouraging about that show yesterday. But. Um, Greg Schiano, this is no surprise, but it was good to hear him say this about Nick Bosa. They're always going to run a you know a rotation up front, but they are committed to to keeping Bosa out there as much as possible, especially in big games. I'm sure he's not referring to like the fourth quarter against Rutgers if they're up by 50, but that's great news. I mean, it's understandable why they had needed to use such a deep rotation last year, Jay Book. But you got a guy that could be the best player in college football is going to be a top three overall NFL draft pick. I mean, get him out there as much as possible. Yeah, it. He's going to have a tremendous opportunity to rack up major sacks here as far as numbers. Um, and I think early on he's going to see some double teams there because teams aren't going to be uh, truly aware of what Chase Young can do. And if he can beat those double teams, then it's going to create a tremendous problem for offensive lines because if you're doubling uh, Bosa – that means Chase Young is getting single coverage as well as Draymond Jones. Uh, as far as the rotation there, you want to have your best player on the field. Obviously, you want to give him a blow. That's where Cooper's going to be able to come in and hopefully uh, spell him sometimes. But it, as far as blowouts, things of that nature, um, get him out of there. I mean, I know I know they want to have him um, playing as many snaps as possible, but once November comes around and we start getting into the the heart of the Big Ten schedule, you don't want this guy completely wore down and gassed with heavy legs. So I know Larry Johnson had always liked to have a nice, steady rotation, so it's going to be a, a balance between letting the best player in college football on the defensive line get his snaps in, but also balancing how many reps he does get so that he's not gassed in the fourth quarter. And then just overall this season, which, I mean, you don't have to give me, like, you know, 
too detailed of a prediction, but do you think this is going to be a playoff team, Big Ten champion, just anything you want to throw out there as far as a, just an overall prediction for this squad? I like where this team is at right now. No one's picking them to win. If you look at all the ESPN commentaries and the Fox Sports, everybody is pretty much completely writing this team off, and that's the position you want to be in. When you have a, an Ohio State football team with this much talent playing with a major uh, chip on their shoulder, they're, they're going to be extremely dangerous. And with the talent that's at hand, as long as these guys can stay fundamentally sound and the offensive line can come together as well as the linebackers, this team can win the Big Ten. I think they will win the Big Ten, and I think they will have a, a big push into the playoffs. If that's the case, you're going to be looking at an Ohio State team pound for pound with as much talent as anyone in the country, including Alabama. It's just going to be how they execute uh, can they handle the adversity on the field? And if this team can just stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, I think this team will be a national championship caliber football program. Well, Jonah Booker is national championship caliber for sure. Thank you very much. Jay Book, you can catch him on Twitter at jbook37. You can catch him all over Bucknuts, of course. His column is outside Columbus. Thank you, Jay Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. Bye. 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 Bye.